As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Guess what I am for the nativity? I'm a classic one. Classic role, is it? Classic part? Yeah. Um, Joseph? No. Uh, uh, one of the three ways men? No. But it's a classic part? Yeah. Okay, um, you tell me then, because... I'm door holder number three, I'll be holding doors. That's amazing! Holding doors for who? Um, probably, um, Joseph and Mary. Oh my gosh, were you pleased when they said that? And I was like, I'm a door holder, get in there, let's go, yes. <laughs> morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Friday, December 1st, 2023. It's another formal Friday presented by Indochino. You absolutely love to see it. I'm J.E. Skeets here in the Classic Factory, and alongside me, looking sharp as always, Tass Mellis. I do love to do it as well. Podcast listeners, this is for you. And over yonder, the man making the magic happen, super producer, J.D. Hello. There he is. J.D., are you wearing a bolo tie? I'm wearing a... Regular time. Oh, yeah. You Thank can't you. see it. Thank you for moving your beard. beard. Yes. Yeah. Okay. No. Bolo. No. Yeah, there was a poll going around yeah. on uh, in the live chat here in the yeah. stream team. We had a bolo polo. <laughs> it's hilarious. Uh, a lot of people thought you were going to be wearing one. Uh, shout out to the stream team for joining us right now on YouTube. We uh, we love it. Smash that like button. Make sure you subscribe. We are very very close to 90,000 subs. Mm-hmm. So let's hit that this weekend. Tell a friend. Uh, go get your No Dunks merch over at nodunks.com. Tis the season, the perfect gift. Some No Dunks hoodies and t-shirts and hats and whatever else we got over there, mugs. Uh, and No Dunks, guys, is still hosting a weekly NBA tiers competition over at Splash Sports. Uh-huh. We're running this contest every Friday. That's today. $5 entry. Limited spots are available so be sure you got to sign up quickly. Get in there. The easiest way to enter is to download the Splash Sports app, search for No Dunks, or you just go to splashsports.com slash No Dunks. Terms and conditions do apply to the Splash Sports. Thank you for that. Thank no you problem. for all that info. No problem. Uh, this is the Drop Podcast. We're going to have some fun today. We are one month in and change to the NBA season, and it's something we usually do here on No Dunks. We look at the front runners for all of the major awards, MVP, Rook, Sixth Man, and so on. So we'll do that on today's drop. We'll sort of go back and forth with, like, uh, you know, your leaders. One, two, three. 
whether I agree, disagree, stuff like mm. that. People will be chiming in. I'm sure we'll do a whole bunch of what about this, guys? Who's going to win MVP? Hmm. Um, hmm. So we've got that. And later on, we got Rapid Fire, which is always a fun way to end the drop. But let's get to drafting some of last night's best games. This is something TK and I did while you were gone. It's a good way to sort of bounce around the league a little bit. And uh, what, eight games on? On a mm. Thursday night? Huh? Remember when there was two games on? Yeah. And that was it? Strange. We got eight now. Uh, so Wait till we see next week's schedule. Even stranger. Yeah, yeah that's right. That's right with the uh, in-season tournament there. Yep. But last night, task eight games. Let's uh, let's do two rounds here. So you have the number one pick. Uh, what game are you taking for either the best game or your favorite game or for whatever reason you want to address it? There were so many points in the National Basketball Association last night. So <laughs> I was thinking maybe I go with one of these 140-point scoring teams or 130-point. But after watching the Clippers and Warriors and watching Clay Thompson get back to old Clay, I went with that one because mm, the okay. Warriors, with so many injuries, Andrew Wiggins slammed a car door on his finger somehow, wasn't mm-hmm. playing in this game. Gary Payton the second is out uh, with a calf injury. Could be for a while. Chris Paul is out currently. So they needed somebody to score. And they got it from Clay. In the fourth quarter, he scored 10 straight. He tied Steph for the most team makes with eight. And when he scored 10 straight in the fourth, Steph said after the game, we needed Clay. And that's sort of what Steve Kerr has been saying recently. Yeah. Kerr was asking, Are you thinking about starting some new guys? And Clay Tom- Kerr has said, No, we need more from the starters. And Clay angrily had to discuss that question, but he's looking that from that from himself, and uh, we saw it. We we saw it. He even dropped a great pass to Moses Moody as time ticked down. There, it was old Clay. They're trying to get back that for the uh, playoff run here as he gets to 34 years of age. And actually, speaking of uh, press conferences, there was a mural that was put up because it was November the 30th, 2023, and so behind. <laughs> where everybody talks, they put an eleven thirty twenty three mural. <laughs> Clay eleven, Steph wears thirty, Dre wears twenty three, and it was established in twenty twelve. Which I like that EST period twenty twelve when they got all together way back when. So there's just a nice little little mural. That's a, I wow, I didn't even put that together. That yeah. that's why they were doing that. <laughs> yes, the the actual date there with their three legends and their jersey <laughs> numbers. Uh, EST. Do you like that over the ESTD? For established? Oh, uh, yeah. That's on the jazz court. And I also saw it on like uh, some merchandise <laughs> that Mark Cuban was wearing. And I started thinking like, when did we add the D? Yeah. Never. I Not never that knew I that was remember. a part of it. Yeah. yeah. Now I'm starting to see it everywhere. And yeah. then I was like, oh, maybe it's always been there. And I've never noticed. Anyway. Um, <laughs> but the Warriors get a win. They improve to 9 and 10. 4 and 6 at home. But right. took care of business against the Clippers who are 8 and 10. I mean, these two are teams. Yeah, they're struggling here. It's not great records for these type of squads. No. This is the Clippers on the back-to-back after yep. a really good win that we talked about yesterday against yep. the Kings. So maybe they're a little gassed. Yep. But the Warriors were very, very injured with no Wiggins, Paul, or Peyton. And again, some of those injuries, I'm not sure what happened to Wiggins' finger on the door, but... He didn't lose it, did he? Not that I know of. You know, I went to school with a kid that lost a... Part of his finger in a car door. In a car door? Mike Gibb. Oh. Yeah, had the nub. Def- I mean, it's, it has stuck with me, obviously. I'm wow. talking like, I'm, like I went, I think he was maybe in first or second grade when I started going to school with this kid. Oh. Yeah, Mike Gibb lost it in a door. I thought it may have been through a woodcutting class. No, that was Holly. She got her hair cut in the lathe. Oh, that's the one I'm mixing <laughs> up. That was high school. Yes. That was very scary. 
That was not fun. Oh, wow. Somebody had to hit the switch. Somebody did it. Yeah. I think Rob Judding. Hit Shout the out button. to Rob Judding. Quick. Boom. Hit the emergency stop button. Shut the entire shop class down. Her hair. She has super long hair. It was obviously very dangerous. Got caught in the lathe. Mm. I mean, it ripped out of her hair. It was... Ask me someone else that got injured. <laughs> what else can I give you with? <laughs> um, got injured playing basketball. A severe injury. Uh, Kieran Griffin broke his hand in warm-ups because he couldn't hit any shots and he was pissed off. Oh. So he went up to like... Uh, to the wall, but it had a had a um, a, a pad on it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and he punched it, <laughs> punch and he pad? still punched the pad and, oh. and punched it in a weird way that he broke his hand. That's surprising. This was a playoff game, high school playoff game, <laughs> and he couldn't play. <laughs> like you idiot! <laughs> He's like one of our best players. Oh man. Okay, that's all I got. I'll leave it there. That was great. <laughs> that was a great third. I hit you with a Mike Gibb, a Holly Anderson, and a Kieran Griffin. Didn't know that. Kieran, I think, th- listens actually. Because this was ESTD 2006, <laughs> this 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 particular podcast. So I thought every injury came from the uh, what do they, they call those what do you devices? Mean? The the woodcutters, the lathe, or the the oh, lathe, oh, the uh, class. Oh, the, uh, <laughs> maybe the I jigsaw? told. No, yeah, the no. jigsaw. Yeah. I have told the story before, but I, my shop teacher he lost a thumb in mm. the jigsaw, uh, <laughs> but that, but like well before he was our teacher, but he mm. had a nub too. Every third person in Stratford, Ontario is missing a digit, all right? That's what we're getting at here. That's very interesting. <laughs> I, I can't believe that somebody would – woodworking, that's kind of yeah. what I was looking oh, for, okay. just a class. Yeah, class. The class called Shop class. Shop class. I can't believe that someone would lose a finger from a car door. Yeah, that's uh, – I mean, he was young. He was a kid. I think it was – I mean, I think a brother <laughs> – he had a couple older brothers. I think it was hammered shut. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then they had to lose it. Not to be gruesome, but did he lose it when, like, when the door closed on it, or was it like uh, I mean, we I have to remove this kid? I, I I couldn't I can't remember oh, forty years ago or what? No, not forty, but uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Mike Gibb, if you're watching or listening, uh, <laughs> get, get we, we want to hear the story. Yeah. Uh, all right, so we have the uh, Warriors, Warriors victory of the Clips with the number one pick uh, by Tass in our draft here. Uh, I got the first pick here, or, or the second pick overall. I'm going Trey Young. Scoring 45 Oof. as the Hawks rallied past the Spurs. Uh, San Antonio lost their 13th straight. It's okay. The Pistons can't win either. Uh, but Trey Young, season high 45. And the biggest play from this game was a defensive play from Trey Young to help them get the win. He, he stepped in and drew a charge on Jeremy Sohan with about 2.7 seconds left. Mm. It was bang, bang. It was one of those, ooh, did he get there? Was he set? Was he leaning? But Pop had no timeouts. He couldn't even couldn't even challenge it, and the call was. And it, again, it was really close. I, I, You know, it's one of these that I, I sort of hate this call, even being in the NBA, the idea that you can just sort of step there because uh, Sohan is flying up the court on a fast break, again, at the end of regulation, trying to tie it. But he got the charge. And so Trey was uh, doing that defensive play. And he had 13 points in the fourth quarter, three of five from the field, seven of eight at the line. He sealed it at the line. And he hit a wild shot with like a, a minute and change to go. Came off a high screen from Capella. Wemby switched onto him. Sohan like coming behind, chasing behind because he's playing him. And Trey just got around the free throw line. And again, Wemby's on him. You know, he's like, Wemby's like trying to like, am I sticking with my guy Capella? If I, I'm helping out here. And Trey just ever so casually flicked the ball up, high arcing, kiss off the glass. Like it was sort of this like sort of running jumper, one-legged. It looked like a horse shot. Um, But he got it to go, and that gave them a four-point lead, and they held on in the end. 
Um, just a great game from Trey Young, and, and the Hawks needed this one. They were on a bit of a slide here, so they got got it done there in San Antonio. They could only beat the Spurs by two points, which is shocking. Yeah, they, sh- I mean, they should win by more. That's although, true. Although Trey was fantastic, especially in that second half. 45, 14 assists. Just yeah. making things happen. That's his sixth career 45-point 10 assist game. This is by way of statitudes. Only four players in NBA history have recorded more such games. You want to take a crack at the other four? 45 points, 10 assists in a game. The other four. Has Harden done it? Harden, nine times. Nine, that's a lot. Yep. Uh, One more current player. Dame? No, that's a good guess, but, um, well, stay close to Harden. Stay close to Harden. It wasn't uh, a Paul George? No, no. no. Russ? There you go. Westbrook's done it eight times. And then two oldies, Nate Archibald. 12 times, and Oscar Robertson, eight times. Got to go Oscar. But Trey Young already at six, so he's probably got a couple more of these in his career here. He's been do- This is a young career. He's been doing it his yeah, entire right. career. He's been doing I think his first one was maybe 19 or 20, his rookie season or second season. And Quinn Snyder is saying that this is the best defensive year Trey Young has had, which you look at this Hawks team that just gave up 135 yeah. points to a Spurs team, and you wonder, is that true? But he is putting effort. He, he is understanding that he has to do that. But it was really weird in this game to see Clint Capella try and guard Wembenyama. That wasn't happening. Mm. Wembenyama was doing a good job, and that's why this game ended up 137-135. Hawks were going so small. They've got so many Matthews coming off their bench in Garrison and Wesley Matthews, <laughs> and they had Wesley Matthews at the four spot. He's not a four, uh, but they had they had just a tiny lineup, and then they threw Anyeka and Kongu. And there's just been, speaking of the fours, there's been some more rumors about Pascal Siakam potentially going to the Hawks. Mm. Because the Hawks really want Pascal Siakam. They've always been looking at it, according to Mike Scotto of Hoops Hype. And they have been. And the Raptors are trying to figure things out. You know, we'll get to the most improved player that's taken some uh, minutes, some burn, some Some shot attempts away from uh, Pascal Siakam. I don't know if they're trading Pascal. What would would it be? Like, what would even be a package here? A nice juicy pick. Give us your best pick you got. Okay. I mean, who else? The are problem we is the Hawks about? are always like middle of the pack, right? I mean, it's not going to be that juicy a pick. The, la- the reps like they're Europeans. Maybe they get a Bogdan coming back. Oh, yeah. yeah, this is something we've talked about yeah. before. You're right. No, they has, it's been going on for a while. Mm-hmm. The Hawks have been looking at this for a while, but the Raps have just wanted too much. Apparently. Final note, um, just because I did it yesterday, where I shared my top seven sophomores, and I was going back and forth on who should be, like, in that seventh slot, you know? Should it be Sohan? Should it be Sharp? Should it be, you know, Kessler and so on? And I went with Matherin. What happens last night after I put Matherin there and I leave Sharp off the list and I leave Sohan off the list? Troy Murphy's Law, Sohan, matched his career high, 33 points, 12 of 14 from the field, 8 boards, 6 assists, and Sharp, I know we won't touch on this game much, 29 points on 15 shots, 10 boards, 5 assists, and a steal. I fire these guys up yeah. by leaving them off that list. Yeah, he's yeah. he's finding his way. Yeah. Anyways. No, both great performances by those by those sophomores. Go check out that clip. We uh, pulled that one out of the show and put it up on YouTube if you want to check it out. All sure, right. Trey Murphy's Law will be back tomorrow, apparently, <laughs> for the Pels. That's big to get Trey Murphy back because I used to call him Troy Murphy. Yeah. Um, but that could be huge because they need a shooter, and that guy was shooting – very well the last couple months of the season. Yeah, I probably should have went with Trey Murphy's Law. 
I mean, all the kids out there, they maybe know who he is. They don't know who Troy is. you got to be a bit of an NBA sicko to know who Troy oh, Murphy is. A lot of a sicko. He just had a weird look. You know, Troy Murphy just looked yeah. unique is the kind way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, your next pick here. Let's do one more round. Not enough people are talking about the Minnesota Timberwolves, so I'm going with the Timberwolves. Okay. It wasn't a very difficult win for them over the Utah Jazz, but they're 14-4. and four. That ties the NBA's best record. They're 14 and 4. Wow. wow. Uh, and they did this without Anthony Edwards, moved to 9 and 1 at home. That's a great number for them. So Anthony Edwards is out. Conley playing against his old team, used to play for the Jazz. And so is Nikhil Alexander Walker. Yeah, talk about him. Yeah, he looks fantastic. The old Pelicans days where he was bumped into the starting role, it didn't work out so well. So they moved on. He got dealt, he got bounced around. Uh, and he just played a few games uh, for the Utah Jazz. Now moving on to Minnesota, they've signed him long-term as more of a guy coming off the bench, but he started uh, because Anthony Edwards was hurt, and he had a monstrous game, 27 assists, 5 rebounds, 2 blocks, and the blocks is where he really earns everything. He is so good defensively. On that end. That, yeah, he had that five steals. Oh, he had glossed five over steals. that. Yeah. I did gloss over yeah. that. Oh, Troy Murphy's law. I, mi- <laughs> I missed a big number. Yeah, he is just so good defensively. That is absolutely why he's got to be playing more and more and more. And helped out, even though it was a quick series with the Denver Nuggets last year, he helps out because he comes in and he can shoot the three. And uh, in a different, he's a different guy now as he's grown up into you know a bench player, but somebody who can really help. Like the, the Timberwolves let so many guys go this offseason. Austin Rivers? No, we don't need you. Torian Prince, no, we don't need you. Bryn Forbes, Jalen Noel, who they had for yeah. several years, they said, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, we got you doing your thing. And he's he's playing well, and he, he dropped the 20. That really helped him uh, beat the Jazz. He had a gorgeous highlight last night, too, dropping a little behind-the-back dime on the fast break yep. to the trailer. Looked like Penny Hardaway to me, the way he like scooped it behind his back. Just looked cool. But what a game. I mean, I was telling everybody to buy as much NAS stock as you could mm. heading into the season. Mm. Uh, and, you know, he got an opportunity last night getting a bunch of minutes because no Anthony Edwards. The four threes is awesome, the 20 points, and the five steals and two blocks. That's a seven stock. Yeah. Stock's high. Should have so, bought it low. Um, it's an interesting thing, always buying low in stocks because there's people, you know, skeptic. You know, there's, uh, Let's talk about it, the, boy, the business boys. <laughs> what do you got your eye on? Uh, nothing. How do you pay all the dividends paying? I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. Oh, okay. I'm out of that. But You're also, out? he had a, he turned the ball over a lot last night, and uh, that's one thing. He had four turnovers. Yeah. That's one thing as a starter he tended to do a little bit. Yeah. So, so anyways, he's a great complimentary player, great Canadian kid. He's going to be in this game for a long time. My uh, final pick here, drafting last night's best games. I got to go with Vucci Baby and Kobe White leading the way as the Bulls beat the Bucks 120 to 113 in overtime. Wild ending to regulation. Wild stuff. Kobe White, he hit a dirty step back three on the wing. I put the Bulls up seven with 90 seconds to go. <laughs> the game, in theory, probably should be over, but no, the Bucks counter with an immediate 8-0 run. Uh, there was a Giannis dunk inside. Nice uh, creation there from Damian Lillard. Then a Bulls turnover led to a Beasley transition three. And then the next Bucks possession, uh, I think it was Beasley that found Brooke Lopez in the corner. And just like that, again, 8-0 run, Milwaukee suddenly up one. So the Bulls, they have a chance here. 
Io gets cut off trying to get into the paint. Great job by the Bucks defense there. But he but Io finds a cutting Patrick Williams. He goes up with it, and Giannis denies him. I mean, just the cleanest block imaginable. Ball goes to Milwaukee. Bulls are forced to foul. Now they're lucky because uh the ball went to Giannis when they had to inbound it. They fouled him. That's who you want at the line. Like hope he hopefully he misses one. He hits both. So it's not looking good here for the Bulls. They're down three, five seconds to go. What happens? Well, he inbound to Vucci. He hands it off to Caruso. Pretty simple, you know, dribble handoff sort of type of thing here. And he steps comfortably into a little bit of a fading, a tough shot, don't get me wrong, but wasn't challenged all that well, and bangs home a three to tie it right at the buzzer at the end of regulation. I'm not really sure why Griffin decided not to foul there. Could have easily wrapped up Vooch, even Caruso when he first got it. Mm. They played it and a huge three, and and then the Bucks, excuse me, the Bulls went on to win in overtime. Of course, I mean, they, like Kobe White was great. Vooch uh, got to the line and they played really well defensively. So just a crazy game. I had to draft it. I yes. couldn't leave it uh, not selected here. It's good you brought up Griffin as well because Adrian Griffin's guys are not buying into the defense. It's just a weird thing to see the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, not, they're not great on that end. They yeah. are not, and you're right. They probably should have fouled. Yeah, um, but hey. Good win for the Chicago Bulls, which you don't get to say very much. That's, that's right. That does not happen very often. Uh, and just quickly, a little love to the Thunder beating the Lakers last night. I thought they played like an almost perfect game. And here's what I mean by that. You had your superstar in Shea going for 33-7. and seven, Very efficient. Your second and third stars, J-Dub with 21-7-5. and five, And then Chet Holmgren, who blew the game open in the third quarter. He went 4-5. He had 10 points. You had Dort hitting threes. You had Joe coming off the bench and Wallace coming off the bench, them hitting threes. They shot 53% from the field as a team. They only turned the ball over nine times. It just felt like a like that's just a damn good quality win. And this Northwest Division task, you already talked about the Wolves being 14-4. and four. It's stacked. Wolves are 14-4, and four, Nuggets are 13-6, and six, and the Thunder are now 12-6. and six. You know, and then it's some crappy teams, but mm-hmm. the top three there in that division, those are all three great teams. It's great to see Chet, who got into early foul trouble, a couple early fouls, six minutes in, didn't do much in the first half. The second half turned on. Yeah. He, he was great, 18-5, um, so great for them. On the Lakers side, Anthony Davis was really, really good, but besides him, I don't think they really had anybody, and the thing is, they're still lacking. I know they came together in the second half last season after the trade deadline, all right, we got all our guys. They got so many guys that are injured. It would have been great to have Jared Vanderbilt be able to guard Shea Gilders Alexander, who is a monster. Just throw some length at him, or Cam Reddish, uh, who is looking like a like a Lonnie Walker from last year. But even on the defensive end, just look great. No Gabe, no Rui. They're missing so many yeah. guys. Yeah. Right. Well, they might miss LeBron if his son plays uh, his first USC game. You see yeah. this headline? Great news that yeah. he LeBron Bronny James has been cleared to play basketball. Right. And LeBron put it out there that he said, I'm missing my game. If he plays and it's on the same night as our schedule, I'm going to watch him. Yeah. Which is interesting. I'll, I mean, I'm fine with it. You're fine with it? I yeah. mean, I think once you play 21 years in the NBA, That's I think cool. you're sort of allowed yeah. uh, one or two of those to go see your son play in his first college game. I don't think anybody's going to care that much. Well, it's LeBron, so it's going to be a huge story. It will be. It's already a story. That yes. was making me laugh. The hypothetical it's not necessarily that he's going to miss a game because like, there are some games where USC plays on the same night as the Lakers, but mm-hmm. there are many other nights where it doesn't. So, you know, both could happen is what I'm saying. Yeah, I told you. LeBron, senior, 
He wants to go to Las Vegas and have a good time <laughs> next week in the in-season tournament. They have to win the quarterfinals. Yeah, they got to play the Suns. Got to play the Suns. It's going to be a tough win, but if they win, he goes to Vegas on Thursday. You know, we'll be playback, and I'm sure we'll be watching. Yeah. Come join us. He, he wants to go have a good time. We don't even know when Bronny when he's going to play because he's just cleared to go pl- play in practice mm-hmm. for USC. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. yeah, it is a it's a headline now, but it's just a question mark. Yeah. When he plays, I'm playing. So it is great to hear that he will be playing. For sure. All right. Well, let's get to some NBA awards. We are somehow already one month in to this NBA season. It's almost close. I guess it's closer to five weeks. So it's time for our annual way too early look at the major award races. Um, you know, this is small sample size theater. Get your popcorn here. But it's a lot of fun. And one thing I try to make clear every time we do this, this is not a prediction. It's not really us trying to predict who's going to win. Mm. We already did that in the preseason. You can go listen to those. This is more if the season ended today and you had a ballot for these awards, how would you fill it out? Who would be your, obviously your winner? And then maybe in a lot of these top three or with MVP, maybe top five. So let's get into it. Um, Tass, you tell me your MVP one month in, uh, you know, who you have at the top, and, and let's do top five for MVP. Yeah, let's do the entire list because it's so much fun. Okay. This may be boring to you who I'm picking at the top, but it's Nikola Jokic. He deserves to be number one. This is the best Jokic we've ever seen. Number two, you're not going to agree with me whatsoever, but I'm shoving him up. Yanis Tedekupo is just such a fantastic Whoa, player. Holy I, moly, I don't even have him in my top five. I'm bummed. I'm lifting him. He's one of the best players in the game. Yeah, the problem is we have a lot of really good players in the game right now. Yes, we do. Okay. And he's not up there in terms of per, (laughs) if you want to go through the numbers of that, of PER. But anyways, we'll go through his numbers. And B, this is interesting. I'm putting him at third. Won it last year. Um, He's still a fantastic player. I say it's interesting because he's missed a couple games because of injury. Um, And that may... Tick up. It may tick up. May, well, yeah. It may. But right now, we're supposed to be looking at this right yeah, now. Yeah, he hasn't yeah, missed yeah. that many. Yeah. He's missed two. Hasn't so what, well, yeah, he's missed two. He hasn't missed that many. Yeah. But I just wonder at the end, after 82 games, you can't miss 15 games. Is that what it is? Yeah, right. Is Something it like six, that. So, no, it's, oh, is it 65? Yes. Yeah, oh, so you can't miss 18. Okay, yeah. he might do it. Yeah. Um, and then then we're going to the young guys that everybody loves. Shea Gildas Alexander is my fourth pick. Yep. And then Tyrese Halliburton at okay. five. Okay. So I'll take you just through quickly some of the stats. When I say this is the best Jokic we've ever seen, it's 100% true. This looks more like playoff Jokic where Mm. he's forced to shoot 20 times or shoots 20 times. Because in the regular season, he chills a little bit, lets his other guys do it. And maybe it's because Jamal Murray has been out for a little bit. But he's shooting and boarding and assisting. He's averaging 29, 13.2 rebounds, which would be a career high for him, and nine assists. You know, he has these 30, 10 rebound, 15 assist nights. He does lead the league in PER. Like, he has the last three seasons, but it's even better, 34.5 this year, which would be a ridiculous <laughs> That's like number. That's a dumbass number. Yeah. 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 When uh, you yeah. Start, start to get those numbers, he's the best. I have Jokic at number one right now. You know, not only does he lead PER, it's like wind shares and your VORPs and your box plus minuses, like all your advanced uh, statistics if you get into that. And they're just <laughs> – Denver is dominant when he plays. I think they're like a plus 11.3 net rating according to NBA advanced stats and they're they're rough when he's off the floor. Um you know, it's a different team because everything goes through him. So, I have Jokic right now at the top of the the leaderboard for MVP. Yeah, he's a special guy. He's looking like the guy who won the championship and maybe he maybe. This is a big maybe. Maybe he wins another championship if 
Murray is healthy the day, the year before, or think things are a little different mm. surrounding him. That will all be determined in 2024 or 2025 or 2026, yeah. but he looks the best. Okay. All right, now I will talk very briefly about Giannis Antetokounmpo, then you can tell me why he's not the second best player in the association. Because <sighs> yeah. his record is still good as far as the Bucks, They're still up there in the Eastern Conference. He's scoring 29.8 points per game on 60%. From the field, which would be a career high for him, mainly I think because the Lillard factor helps out on that end. Anyways, ten point eight boards and four point seven assists. He's still Giannis. Um, you know, other guys are doing great things. We'll get to Embiid and all that, but uh, that, that's Giannis that's, isn't that's up the there. issue here because, like you just said, all the stats and obviously they are still a good team, even if they've fallen off defensively, which is weird. But like, you know, SGA is averaging thirty one six and six. Tatum's averaging 28-9-4 on the best team in the East. Halliburton's averaging 27-12. They don't Mm. have the record of some of these other teams, but you see his importance. He's got like 50-40-90 shooting splits. Luka's averaging 31-8-8. Curry's averaging 35-4 with his dumb shooting splits. Durant could be in this conversation. I mean, it's nuts that, like, it's not... I, I get having Giannis number two, but you could easily have him number eight. Yeah, with, right? with some of those guys, for sure. Some of those guys uh, don't play the defense that Giannis or yes. Shea Gilgis-Alexander yeah, plays yeah. or Joel Embiid plays. And that, and that's why I have those guys up there. But you can you can okay. shove an, a Shea a little bit higher. But anyways, I got Embiid third. He won last year. Uh, he is playing so well defensively, and that's kind of why I, I bumped him over a couple guys. But his number is 32 points, 11.3 rebounds, 6.6 assists. As teams double him more, that would be a career high for yeah. him. Teams are really trying to get the ball out of his hands, and Tyrese Maxey is making teams pay. He's he and the Sixers are still good, uh, so there he goes. There he goes to three, and I and Shea goes to four. Thirty point six points, fifty four point one percent from the floor. That that is incredible. Yeah. Yeah, that is incredible a for a guard that, that operates in the mid range, and yeah, yeah, and that would be his career high. He's learning, and he leads the NBA in steals, and he can block the snot out of you if, if you're around. But 2.3 steals per game kind of shows how good he is on the defensive end, too. I went Jokic 1, Embiid 2, SGA 3. I put Tatum 4, mm. uh, and I put Halliburton 5 just for shits and giggles because, you know, really, Luka is a monster. Curry's still a monster. Giannis, Durant. But, like, this will be, I believe, unfortunately, like, if we do this in another month, I think because of the Pacers, where they'll be in comparison to a lot of these other teams, they won't quite have the record. So yes. right now, still being around 500, and he's just been so impressive. You know, everybody's comparing him to Nash and these type of numbers that I just wanted him in there. But I yeah, get it. That's where that's where I went. But that's nuts that I'm leaving off Luca, Curry, Giannis, Durant. I mean, you can start even getting it's into, a, like, difficult. Anthony Edwards. Like, you know, yes. it's it's pretty incredible, the talent we have right now. Yeah, to leave Tatum off this list, which I did, which yeah. I was definitely thinking about, just put them on there. They're the, currently the best team in the association. The defense isn't there compared to some other guys. The efficiency isn't there to com- just compare to some other guys. And that's why I put Halliburton at five, although their team is – very close to 500, yeah, and so that's why he's dropping. But 27 points, leading the league in assists at 11.8, and a career high from the floor, 51.9, also 44.7 from three, also a career high, 50-40-90 club uh, that he should yeah, be in. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, so he, he he's up there. 
And Booker's only played ten games. Otherwise, he's in the conversation yeah, here too. But you gotta you gotta keep him off after one month in. Okay, well that's I mean look that's incredible where we're at here. Uh, again, four or five weeks in. Let's hear your uh, MVP frontrunner and you know who you have one through five. Um, let's do rookie of the year. All right. It's uh, it's a two man race. Mm. Are you going Wemby or are you going Chet? I'm going Chet Holmgren mm-hmm. at this point. Yeah. Of the season. Me too. Um. Just because the efficiency is unreal, he's shooting, you know, fifty-four percent from the floor, forty-one percent from deep for this big guy, eighty-seven percent at the line. We know what he brings defensively. Now they're both great defensive players as rooks, um, but I'm having him just eke out Wembenyama, who I have in the second slot. It's really fun when you fire up their like uh, their comparable stats. You know, it's sort of all Wemby in terms of like, well, he he does more on a per game basis, but then it's all Holmgren that he does more efficiently. Yeah. Um, and, and then, you know, again, they're both great defensive players. I think I might give the little slight edge to Chet in terms of the impact, but you can't go wrong. You're going either Victor or you're going Chet. Very fun. Yeah. It's a very fun one. Both are great. Chet benefits from being the third, fourth best option yes. on his team. Yes. Because Shea and Jalen Williams and, and everybody takes everything, puts the pressure on their shoulders, and then Chet can have a, a mediocre game or he can have a great game. Uh, while Victor, they're asking him to do a lot. Mm-hmm. I do think Weminyama will ultimately still win this. Yeah, but interesting. Uh, there's going to be like um, I can see it now, right? There's going to be a crazy debate about how much a team's success should play into this rookie of the year because usually it means dick all. <laughs> we never care, right? Like it's a number one guy, a top five guy on a bad team because that's where he's been drafted, and they continually are bad. But they have stats, and they look impressive, and we give them Rookie of the Year. And mm-hmm. everybody goes, okay, that's fine. He's on a 22-win team. Who cares, right? Mm-hmm. But it's going to be weird if like they're close, which their stats sort of are, and obviously they play the same position and all that for the most part. It's like, it, will people be like, well, yeah, but Chet's on a winning team. They're a 50-win team. And then, and then the, the counter will be, but you've never cared before. Right? You know you know that's coming yeah. at the end of the season. And definitely, uh, hey, Chet's not a rookie. People will argue uh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's good. Fair. We've done be- that a couple times before. Yeah. We're, our old Ben Donovan Mitchell, Donovan Mitchell right. and team saying, oh, Ben Simmons isn't a rookie just because he was injured for a season, which could happen. Uh, so who do you have uh, at the top? You have Chet right now? I go Chet. Okay. And that's, <clears throat> excuse me, benefits from, again, his supporting cast but he's just so damn good shooting the ball. Like, Wiminyama is as well, but Chet shooting 40% from three. Like, he's a three-point shooter. A nice tiebreaker tie in this would have been if one of them had kicked each other's ass in their one game they've played so far, but they both sort of played like they crap. Both they both like, played they, bad. They both shot poorly, yeah. yeah. So, so you can't really take anything I don't know. from that. I'm being biased. I saw him play against Rudy Gobert the other day. That is an established center in terms of strength. And Chet was solid. Yeah. Um, so... I, I, I I wonder who's going to get bigger and stronger in their body because that's going to play a factor. Yeah. And in terms of how much they can guard some bigs in this league. Yeah. But well, I, one banking. of these guys hit a wall, you know, fifty games in yeah. and and have a bad month. It's very very much in play. Um. So okay, we agree on Chet one, Victor two, and then I have Jaime Jaquez Jr. Ooh. in the in the third slot right now. Uh, he had an awesome game last night. Career high twenty four points. This was against the Pacers, so you know not a lot of D going on, but eight to thirteen from the floor, seven to seven at the line. I love how he plays. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he just looks like a winner, and he's averaging sixteen five and three over his last eleven games. He's getting a little more opportunity there with Spolstra, uh, and he's just efficient. 
He's like 53 from the floor, 46 from deep over that That's last 11 games. That's incredible. It's incredible for a rook to come in and be so heat culture. I mean, he really yeah, fits that. He's team. helped out. He's he's the older rook, right? He's old. Yeah, and and he's so good. He moves off the ball so well. He's fun to watch. Like don't don't ball hawk. Just watch him move around. He's just like he's like he's reading the floor, like where yeah. to go, where's the space. Yeah, he's good. Um, so I have him third. Do you have anyone I, else? I, I he's been too good not to have him third. Okay, All right. and defensively he is really good. Uh, he's had to guard some of the team's best players at times. Yeah, that's true too. That's a lot for a rook, but he can handle it. Honorable mentions: Brandon Miller, Jordan Hawkins, Derek Lively the third. Derek Lively the third has yeah. been great too. Those are. Uh, who I wanted to show some love to. Uh, Sar Thompson has been good. Sar Thompson has been good too. Very yes, very good. Been, yeah. uh, let's do one more, and then we'll take a break and, and do the other ones. Uh, sixth man of the year, Tess. Ah, this is fun for me. I just picked the guy who scores the best off the bench. That's that's Tim Hardaway. Although I, I'm a little reluctant to go with him, so I'm going with <laughs> what, uh, what? <laughs> a classic. Uh, classic. Well, he. he because I think that's going to change over time here. He is coming off the bench. He's scoring near 17 points per game off yeah. the bench, which is great. Which leads the league in, yes, in bench and, production. Yes, in bench production. I went through all of them. Uh, and at some point, I just wonder if he's going to get a little bit colder, shoot a little bit less. He shoots nine threes a game. Yeah. That's a lot of yeah. threes coming off the bench. So I think, especially because what happened last year with Emmanuel quickly, there was there was a lot of support for him. But he ended up being second. Yeah. Uh, to Malcolm Brogdon. I think Emmanuel quickly is going to win this thing, uh, but it's very interesting. I have him, you know, one, two with, with Tim Hardaway. Um, he is so efficient. He, he's, he's a little bit more efficient, uh, and he's averaging near 16 points. And uh, third, fourth, I kind of also have a tie. Bogdan yeah. Bogdanovich is playing well for Wow. He's, oh. he's playing really well for the Hawks. Listen to these stats off the bench. Another 16 point per game guy. 46.6 from the floor is great, and 40% from three, 40.5% from three. It's a great number. Um, and then our man, Cole Dog, Cole Anthony. Yep. Also the same, 16, near 16 points, 15.6 points off the bench. And I think Ben Matherin, now that he's coming off the bench permanently uh, with the Indiana yeah. Pacers, because he did start this season, they said, ah, we're, we're going to switch it up and go to Buddy's three-point percentage uh, in the starting lineup. Uh, he could challenge. So this is – a. It's just fun. I think it's I think it's all numbers, and so that's why I got Tim Hardaway in there. But it is going to be a guard because they've they keep winning. Last eleven of twelve years in terms of the sixth month, sixth man of the year, it always goes to a guard. Yeah, Montrose Harold. Montrose Harold squeaked one in there. For Bobby Doc Portis Rivers. deserves some more love. Though. Okay, he's always good off the bench. Okay. as a big, but you're right. It's going to go to a guard. So who's your one, two, three in the end? Tim Emmanuel quickly, Bogdan Cole Anthony. Okay, okay. Um, I've sort of switched that around. Right now, because I'm not projecting here, I'm going Cole Anthony as sixth man of the year, uh, four mm. and five weeks into the season. You said it, 16-5-4. and four. This guy's uh, a highlight reel. They're obviously an incredible team right now, the Magic are. He plays a lot of minutes. Once he's in there, he is contributing. So I'll go, I'll go Cole's world there at number one. Tim Hardaway Jr. at number two, like you said, leading the league in uh, bench scoring and a whole bunch of three-point shots. Give me that 50-point game, Timmy. And then uh, I have quickly... Just over Malik Monk. It was a toss-up between those uh, Kentucky oh, yeah. guards Monk there. Monk is great. Uh, and then honorable mentions to Bobby Portis. And Austin Reeves is now back into that sort of role, too. And I could see yes. as the season goes on, maybe he climbs up the rankings here. But that. Cole, Monk's sixth man of the year. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's very Cole Anthony is very fun for a great team. Austin Reeves is really good. It's a huge market. 
it may be a team uh, and a story that everybody pushes at the end of this yeah. season. Darvin Ham said he's our Manu Ginobili. We're putting him on the bench, and there are times he's good. But yeah. uh, yesterday he tried to guard Shea Gilders Alexander. What are you going to do? Everybody was killing. Nobody can guard him, man. No. They needed some length to, to help out. But anyway. Let's take our first break. We've done MVP, we've done Rookie of the Year, we've done Six Man, but we have a whole lot of bo- a whole lot of hardware still to hand out. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with twenty four seven U.S. based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. All right, here in the Classic Factory on a Friday, it's the drop. It's a formal Friday, which is why we're looking sharp. Thanks to everybody joining us live right now on YouTube. Everybody, uh, of course, making their cases for either players we've missed that we did not mention honorably or uh, maybe didn't even have in our top three. Uh, we love Where's Nas Reed yes, coming that's right. off the bat? Nas Reed, that's right. He's been great. How does a big man like that shoot 40% from He's three? great. He's great. He's great. Um, so we've done a couple awards. Let's keep it going. Defensive player of the year. Ooh. Yeah, I'll get us started. Please. It's pretty easy. Um, Rudy Gobert, right now, is your leader in the locker room for defensive player of the year. He's the best defensive player on the best defense in the league. Rudy and Cat are 1-2 when it comes to defensive rating leaders. Nas Reed is fifth. Anthony Edwards and Kyle Anderson are ninth and tenth. Defensive rating, individual defensive rating. Pretty mm. wild there. Um, but I'm going Rudy one. I'm going Mitchell Robinson two. And I'm going Anthony Davis three. And uh, I was going back and forth between Bam and AD. But in the end, I'll put AD there right now. Do you agree or disagree with Rudy as number one? I'm not going to argue. He is a very, very difficult person to try and bounce around to try and shoot around he's so tough he's guarding the three-point line pretty well um when when he's asked to it's a great story you know we talked about before the year which which of the nba players currently you know like your jimmy butler or demar Derozan or your rudy gobert are going to make the hall of fame mm, and right. trey was adamant that rudy gobert would be there i found it a little difficult at this point not to yeah, not to throw a guy in there that has some offensive problems. You know, I think it's sort of changed how guys like Mutombo or Rodman or Ben Wallace, ben Wallace you know, had defensive holes. I think it's a little bit different now, but if you get him another defensive player of the year. That would be his fourth. Yeah, it would be difficult to keep him out. Yeah, um, I think a lot of people would have him top. We thought, see, this is the thing. Like, We thought this may have been what was going to go happen last year. When he went to the Wolves. Mm-hmm. We thought the narrative... He was my pick for DPOI that year. It was like, oh yeah, he's going to come to Minnesota. We saw what he did in Utah. They're immediately going to like catapult into a top five defense. He'll be a big reason why. 
and it just never slowly material. It never materialized, not to that no. highest level, until and then it got to the point where it's like, oh boy, does this even work? Him and Cat, and are they gonna have to trade Carl Anthony Towns? And even at the start of this season, there was little whispers of that, but all this winning heals everything, and they are just yeah. like a defensive juggernaut. And he, you just can't score on this guy at the rim. You just you can't. He's he's obviously incredible timing. He's huge, like strong, like strength and height. Um, and and this is his role, and he knows his role. That's the other part here. But um, yeah, I've got Rudy one, Mitchell Robinson two, Anthony Davis. I, I love to um, a couple wing defenders. Not not easy to do in this league, but OG Ananobi is awesome. He like you see like how difficult he makes some of the best scores in the game's nights. Like he at least makes it not an efficient night. You know, yeah. we just saw it recently with with like Durant and did the Booker too. And Booker, yes, he can play. He's that's right. He can put him on anybody. Herb Jones is like this as well. Um, I really love him. Uh, Jonathan Isaac doesn't play a lot, but holy crap, he's amazing when he's out there. He racks up defensive stats, and I like Bam the like his versatility as well. But I think I don't know. I feel like Rudy's going to win this again. Yeah, I just like putting one guy at the top of this list and not really worried about the second and third uh, people. I'm. I'm... I'm a little biased when it comes to defensive player of the year. I just go with the top. We'll see what Bam can do because Bam has been a great story over the years. But Rudy also gets super pumped when he does something on the floor. He did it to Chet Holmgren the other day. Just start, He just starts pumping his arms. And I think that's good for uh, the highlights. Sure. Uh, be- get your defensive highlights. Because it's an interesting thing. Like like our man John Krasinski has written about at The Athletic about you know Mike Conley's story. It just the, the Rudy Gobert story he doesn't really fit in perfectly to today's game in terms of like social media, in terms of highlights, in terms of what he does offensively. Yeah. So, so I kind of like him just getting some of those because he's all pumped. He's just pumping his fist. And I will say when it comes to Defensive Player of the Year, I feel like uh, guys like Giannis and Embiid are at a disadvantage because they're in the MVP conversation that we sort of like skip by them when it comes to DPOI a little bit. Because those guys are elite defenders, <laughs> like, and probably should have been included in my honorable mentions list. So I just did. Mm. Okay, but yeah. don't you, know, you know what I mean? It's like they're considered the best of the best in the yeah. MVP runs. They win them yeah. <laughs> or finish second or whatever, and we like gloss over it. I, I know Giannis has done both and all that, and and Embiid's been in the conversation for a DPOI before, but they yeah. should all. They, my point is, they should. They're there every year they play because mm. they're amazing. Yes. Yeah, Yanis has won it before. I'm uh, And Bede is like he gets a steal in like two blocks a game. No, like the guy he's, yeah. he's a beast inside. Yeah, he is really tough to go try and do anything around. And that's why I have him up in my MVP. But we tend to just give defensive player of the year focused players the talk. Right. You know, that's guys, what I mean. yeah. guys who aren't both way type guys aren't yeah. great offensively. Okay. I let, do it. I do it too. Yeah. Okay, let's move to uh most improved. Tass, you do this one. Who's your one, two, three? Well, we just mentioned Joel Embiid. The guy beside him in Tyrese Maxey has improved a lot. Has he improved because he's gotten better? I think he's just improved because he's got more responsibility since trading James Harden. He's just a damn good player. He would have done this last year. He's just so, so talented. He had a great, great year last year as a complimentary guy to James Harden. But now he's got the ball. He went from 20.3 points last year to 27.0 points this year. And he's near 50, 40, 90 efficiency. That is great. 50% from the floor, 40 for three, almost 90 uh, from the free throw line, 6.7 assists. And he's not turning it over much, which I think is fantastic. He just looks super duper fast. So 
I say that and explain it because I think he's going to win this thing no matter yeah. what. He's at number one. But some guys that deserve a little love, Alpern Shengun of mm-hmm. the Rockets, he's jumped from 14.8 points to 21 point per game, 3.9 assists to 5.6 assists, and 56% from the floor. For a big center, that is hard to do. And I say all that because what Emil Udoka is doing there is sort of what he did with his Boston Celtics. He's saying to guys like Jalen Green that used to shoot a lot and guys like Shengun, they they all just share it. And although, yeah, they're winless on the road, I think that that's kind of bogus. I think they've had some good losses on the road. Shengun is just dialing in uh, to what Emil Udoka is telling them. And then... Just because I need to have him on this list, and because he has gotten better, Scotty Barnes is number oh, three. Oh, he's definitely deserving to be he, in top three. Yeah, uh, he's added a three-point shot. He's obviously, you know, more of a playmaker now. He's locking in defensively. He's gotten better. He's gotten better. I don't know if a part of that's the new coaching staff and where they're putting him. Yeah, but he's the three points the huge part. Yeah, he's blowing his previous percentages out of the water. Right. You're shooting at 38% from three. It looks totally different. And yeah, he's he can guard whoever you want. Who do you want him to guard? One one and a half steals a game, 1.3 blocks, oh, wow. nine rebounds a game is a big, big number. That'd be obviously a huge career high for him. Uh, and 19 points per game. So he is yeah, he's 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 helping. If he can shoot the three, if he can keep that three point percentage. I mean, he's going to be on this team a long time, and that's why those Pascal Siakam rumors are hot. Mm-hmm. I have the exact same one, two, three. I thought I would with this one. Yeah. Uh, Maxi, clearly the front runner. I mean, especially he's going. The the Sixers are going to have a good record around selections for the All Star game. He's likely going to be there. We've seen this award go from like, yeah, that that jump has to be. You're a good player, but then you go to that level of an All Star of someone who's maybe even getting the the odd MVP vote. I mean, he's on the MVP tracker, top 10 when you're on basketball reference. You know, he's not going to win it, but um, that's the level we've been seeing with this award, and that's he fits that bill perfectly. And he has improved. I mean, it's doubling up his basically doubling up his assists and obviously the just more of a more of a role now here for him. And he's doing like an incredible Harden impersonation, like young Harden uh, with the step back threes and obviously getting inside. So Maxi one, I got Shengun two. He's been awesome. For all the reasons you listen, then yeah, Scotty Barnes three. A couple honorable mentions. Um, it'd be a, it's a shame that he's only played, and I'm just fact checking here. That he's only played, I believe, okay, nine games now. Cam Thomas. Yeah. I mean, if he had played 15 games and was averaging 27 points per game, <laughs> we would have to have him uh, probably on the short list. Like, what a jump that would be. He averaged 10 points a game last year. He's averaging 27 again. He's only played nine, but. You know, you gotta you gotta hit that 65 games played threshold. You could still technically get there, so he's one to watch. And then one more name, and I want to give a shout out to uh, Kenny Beecham for this one. Uh, I know Kenny just did a a similar podcast where he was sharing his uh, front runners for all these awards. Duncan Robinson. Kenny said it. I was like, what? Hold hmm. on, what are you talking about? What are you talking, about? Kenny, king of the fourth quarter? And uh, he's got a great case because. He's got the weird thing where Duncan Robinson was good for a couple of years and had a garbage year last year and has bounced back. A Julius and Randall. Is, that was a bit of a Julius. And so, yeah, last year, you know, Duncan Robinson, he averaged six points per game. Like he only played half the season. This year, he's starting in some of these games and he's averaging 14 points per game. And he's like, you know, back to shooting 44% from deep, letting it fly. 
attempts seven of them a game, hits three of them a game. So, yeah, good call there by Kenny. I think he's an honorable mention, at least. I don't think he's going to win it. Yeah, it's fun looking at Duncan Robinson and seeing what he used to be. He used to be a starter on a team that went to the finals in his rookie year and seemed to be great. They signed him to a big, long deal. uh, And then he just sort of fell off a little bit. But he's gotten way better uh, at, at not only shooting, He's that, that, he's improved in other facets yeah, for sure. Putting the dribble. ball on the ground a little bit, yeah, that's yeah, a, that's a yeah, good point. Yeah, so he, he's he's pretty well rounded, dude. Okay, MIP. Who'd we miss? That's always one where you can do a whole bunch of what about this guys, mm-hmm. but I'm not. Unless you have anyone else you want to no, show some love to. No, okay. okay. I'm interested in the Cam Thomas thing because Mikel Bridges. We all thought this guy's gonna be an All Star this year, it guaranteed his first All Star. Right, right. But he is hasn't put forward the same numbers as he did last year mm, no tbd yeah tbd on that one he was hot last year when he got traded to the nets he was a 26 point per game guy yeah he's like closer to 21 now okay uh coach of the year this is a bit of a weird one to do just one month in but what i have it got? like this i have it like this one two three jamal mosley with the magic oh yeah baby he's coach of the year right now i have chris finch with the with the wolves there at second and then i have uh ime yudoka with the rockets in third Honorable mention, always to Eric Spolstra, who's never won this thing. But uh, yeah, Mosley, thirteen and five. The Magic are they're on a hot eight-game win streak. They're top two defensively. He's getting contributions from everybody on this damn roster. You know, especially if there were some injuries that come into play. All right, a couple other guys plug in there. Um, you know, we talked about Cole Anthony, but Goga there in the starting lineup. And Mo Wagner, hell, he could have been a dark horse, like an honorable mention for six man. Like a lot, Jonathan Isaac, as we've talked about defensively. So getting uh, contributions from everybody, and they're just the most surprising team, and that's the angle I was going to go with. Nobody had the Magic 13-5, and five, mm-hmm. you know, nearly 20 games into the season. So I assume you have him at number one? Yeah, it's a little more fun to go with the surprising coaches, I would say. There's obviously great coaches. You you know, in the past, you could always give it to – to Pop or to Kerr or somebody like that. Uh, and to the great teams in this league, you can say, hey, that coach deserves it, but it's fun to give it to these guys. I would. Well, hold on. The Magic are the – I mean, they're one of the best teams in the they league. Are Same currently. with Chris Finch, they one currently. of the best team in the league. Yeah, but the best team in the Eastern Conference is Joe. Let's play that Kazoo Missoula. I would be playing the Joe Kazula for uh, for his <laughs> – for, for, for he has been really good. Um, and his team's been very good. They are the best team, but it's nice to give it to guys you don't expect. Uh, but that's why uh, Digno deserves some uh, in Ooh, yeah. in Oklahoma City. He got some consideration last year. He did. Yeah, but Mike Brown won it. Yeah. Sometimes you get it like I have that Emmanuel quickly, that six-man. He may win it because of it. Digno may win it. Yeah, just yeah. year over year over year. He's been really, really good. Uh, all right, let's hear from everybody on that one. I think we can move on to the next one because we do have one more. And I nearly forgot this about it. This was surprising. It. Yeah, you forgot about Clutch Player of the Year. <laughs> I always do. It's a newish award, it's a second, but it's a technical year, award. Right? That's right. Uh, De'Aaron Fox was our inaugural winner. Uh, so I have one month in, Clutch Player of the Year, the favorite, Damian Lillard. Huh. Yes, that's right. He has 65 total points in Clutch Play. Clutch Play, you know, five minutes or less at the end of regulation within five and we get into overtime but Dame is shooting 48% from the floor in the clutch 7 to 17 from deep 10 assists he's a plus 34 and the Bucks with Dame in those situations they're 8 and 2 tests they're winning a lot of these close games yeah. and he's a big reason why so I have Dame 1 I actually have Steph Curry 2 and I have LeBron James 3 they've been really good in the clutch 
I have a bunch of honorable mentions, but before I get to that, uh, thoughts on Oh, can't wait for the honorable game mentions. Time. Yeah. Uh, this is truly just uh, – hey, let's look this thing up. What do the stats say? Let's go with that guy. It's it's go- always going to be that, which I think is fair. It's I mean, entirely you got, fair. You have to like actually put the parameters on it, yes. Yeah. And then it is, uh, well, who's got the game winners? Who has those big moments, the big shots and stuff like that? I think it goes a little bit. You know, Fox had a couple of those, which uh, and he had the numbers to back it up. Like he was just uh, lights out in the clutch. So, yeah, that. But but I think uh, right now, Dame's he's got both of those. Yeah, he's got obviously the numbers I just backed it up with, and he's got a couple of big shots he's already hit. He could do it, and this is why the Milwaukee Bucks traded for him. And we, right. had, we heard those rumors in the offseason. Maybe, maybe there's a slight chance that Giannis Tetacupo may want to leave at some point. He said he's not signing the extension. And then, boom, they get Dame. I don't know where. It looked like he was going to Miami. Giannis signs the extension. And in fourth quarter, after Dame, unlike his Portland days, can allow Giannis and other guys to do their thing, he's fresh yeah. uh, at the yeah. end of the game. So that's why he's so money. It's so interesting that team is so good offensively, but somehow they haven't found their way defensively. That's that's going to turn at some point. They're going to be good defensively. There was a great discourse going on on Twitter about how uh, Lillard, you know, you think of just all the game winners to end teams in playoff series and, and the, you know, the buzzer beaters and the waves and all that. Like, you think of the shots is what I'm getting at here. But he also rarely makes a mistake in the clutch in terms of setting guys up, taking care of the ball. He's... A guaranteed free throw for the most part. When he steps to the line, he almost never misses. Never misses throughout the entire game, let alone in the clutch. So it's like he's just so smart in the pressure-packed moments. Like he's sort of built for this. He's like Curry in that sense, uh, which again is why I have him high. But um, yeah, I got Dame right now. I think it checks out. That's a good point about like he's got a little bit of narrative built in. Like why they go and get him to like try and close out games. Uh, Honorable mentions to Trey Young. They don't have a great record in the clutch, but he has a ton of stats. Like Trey Young is like one of the leaders when you look at the actual clutch, um, you know, points per game and total points. Luca, he's always in the mix. Mikael Bridges' tasks is uh, one of the leaders in a lot of categories. And then just this is uh, not really an honorable mention, just more of a a little weird note. Demontis mm-hmm. Sabonis, I don't think has missed really? a shot in the clutch. <laughs> Last I checked, he was perfect. Not a ton. He's like six for six, but. Still, six for six is six for six, so uh, just a weird little fact there. But Dame, Steph, and LeBron. LeBron is out, and that one was like, oh, wow, these are amazing. Yes, that is surprising. Uh, and I will just say, I think the next Clutch Award, since this one was born last year, will be the Clutch Defense Award. Whoa. Uh, just somebody coming through. I see the stream team talking about it. They're doing a great job. They're saying Clutch Defense is ignored. Yeah, because we don't have the stats for that. Well, I, I guess, guess we technically could. Just we could see um, opponent's percentage, field yeah, goal percentage. Yeah, we could. Who he guarded. The stats are out there. Schumann's got every stat. Yeah, yeah. I think it just it won't be as concrete. It won't it won't be correct <laughs> because it just won't be because a guy. Anyway, it doesn't matter because the defense is just so hard to evaluate. Yeah, but uh, anyway, that's coming. It's coming one uh, day. Uh, you're fine with Dame there at the top. Uh, yeah, I'm basing it on stats. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do love watching the Milwaukee Bucks when it comes down to the clutch minutes and Chris Middleton helping out. Yep, and they're winning. That's a big part in those clutch games. And so are the Mavs with Luka. Uh, I think they're, they might be 8-1 and one in those situations as well, led by him. So he's going to be on the on the short list too. Oh, we didn't talk Hustle Award. We're not doing that. Hustle Award? Yeah, there's always a Hustle Award. There's an annual Hustle Award. Guy who basically just runs around. <laughs> does good things defensive. 
That's not a real award. I mean, well, like one of the major awards. It's not a major award. This is a secondary award. tertiary award. A secondary Like, tell me tertiary. who's ever won the... Who's, yeah. uh, Patrick Beverly has won it. Uh, oh, okay. It's the NBA Hustle Award. It's handed out. Marcus Smart has won it the most. The, okay, hold on. The Three NBA, the, the media doesn't vote on this. Well, it's an annual National Basketball Association award given since 2017 to players that best utilize hustle to keep their teams win on a nightly basis. Okay, who votes on it? Do we the award is decided uh, using a metric known as hustle stats, which is on NBA.com. Oh, it's a Schumann award. Well, yeah, I guess it's a shoe. Okay, so Marcus Smart has won a bunch. Patrick Beverly's won a bunch. Uh, Patrick Brothers only won one. Oh. Marcus Smart's won thrice. Okay. Thaddeus Young, Montrez Harrell, oh. and one of the best Raptors in history. He's worn number 15. No, it ain't Vince. It's not Garbajosa. No, it's not Garbajosa. <laughs> Who is one Amir of the best? Amir Johnson? Amir Johnson won. Oh. For the Sixers when he played for the Sixers. Fascinating. I, it is fascinating. Yeah, it's calculating if we want to get into it. Tracks defensive, offensive efforts such as diving for loose yeah, balls, deflections, taking oh. charges, deflections, setting screens, and contesting shots. Who would be your leader right now? I got mine. <laughs> uh, who is it? Nah? Uh, no, nah, nah, nah. No, uh, no, no, no. I think Alex nah. Caruso. Yeah. I mean, he plays on a shitty team, but who cares? We need a starter. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's so important. It says we have to have a starter. No, it doesn't. Oh, okay. But I, th- I feel like everyone who's won is a starter okay. because he's... Play more. Uh, if that's the case, then I don't know. Or Herb Jones, I don't know. Yeah. Scotty B. I'm not picking a Raptor, you homer. Scotty. <laughs> All right. Barn door will win it. There's the uh, NBA award front runners again. Tell us uh, whether you agree, disagree, who you agree with more, who we missed. Make your case. You are in the stream team. You will in the comments, and you can on Twitter at No Dunk Sink. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Let's start wrapping up this drop podcast with some rapid fire fun. There's the music. I got the questions. I'll answer along with you guys. Uh, First one, Mark Cuban said Wednesday that he still has no plans to run for president in 2024. Speculation over a potential Cuban White House run mounted this week (laughs) after Cubes announced uh, he was leaving Shark Tank, as well as amid reports that he plans to sell his majority stake in the Mavericks for $3.5 billion. What other 
NBA personality would you like to see run for president in 2024? Tess? <laughs> I'm staying local, and I think uh, a great addition as a nomination would be TNT's Ernie Johnson. Oh, nice, nice. You no, know, a man who's uh, experienced, knows how to talk to the microphone, <laughs> and uh, he will think he just wants the best for people. Mm. Maybe the wealthy will be taxed a little bit under Ernie Johnson. This income inequality <laughs> is a little ridiculous. Uh, I, maybe it's fresh in my mind because I read an article about him on The Athletic because his pops was also a broadcaster yep. after he played ball. Uh, he uh, is nominated for the Ford C. Frick Award, which will be given out on December 6th to the best baseball broadcasters um, in their meetings on December 6th. So, so his father is winning. His pops, yeah. Oh, there you go. Cool. Yeah. Hopefully. Wow. Ernie Johnson, I don't mind that one. JD, where are you going? I'm also going on the TNT desk. Oh. I'm nominating two people. Shaq for president <laughs> and Barkley, vice president. Uh, interesting. Okay. Ooh. Shaq, he's an interesting guy. He's had a, you know, a hard upbringing. He's a 15-time All-Star. He's... He went back after he was in the NBA to go get his degree, general studies, but still. Mm-hmm. The guy was raised Baptist and Muslim. <laughs> Says he's a man of the people. Mm. He's just a really smart guy. Uh, great businessman, which Americans seem to like. <laughs> good point. So why not? Okay. And, uh, and Barkley, you know, whenever he's talking about social issues, I'm with him. Like, I usually agree with him. Right. So... Give me, give me Shaq and Barkley. Wow, we've got three quarters here of the TNT desk. <laughs> Do I have the guts to say Kenny Smith for president in 2024? Are you insane? Yeah. No way. No way. Um, I'm going to go, though, with an ESPN personality. Huh. Because politics, man, it's basically sports at this point. It's all entertainment, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Give me Stephen A. Smith. Yeah. Put that guy on the mic. I like that. Let him I talk like to the lot. people. <laughs> Let him tell us what he's uh, running on. <laughs> Be entertaining. You can't yeah, argue that. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, if you catch some of the clips of his show. I know. <laughs> oh, I do. His non-ESPN I sometimes show. can't believe the real clips. Yeah, they seem fake. You know, like, yeah, like, hey, what's the horniest day and stuff like that. Like, And he just answers so earnestly and breaks it down in his only the way he can. So, yeah, Stephen, Stephen A. Smith for uh, for yeah. president. I can't vote anyway, so it doesn't yeah, really Sam, matter. It's, it's, just, it's just a show for I me. I can vote. Yep. I, and, I, and I potentially would vote for Shaq. That's a good one. Mm. I was thinking that he because also a cop. You know, <laughs> yeah. Cop well, trained. Yeah. yeah, it might be a knock against him. Yeah. He'll, get some, he'll get some people voting for him. Well, yeah, Absolutely. That's, that's true. It would help help him in the polls, no doubt. All right, next one here. Uh, this is random. Really has nothing to do with the NBA, but uh, I thought it was a fun story. The Pop Tarts Bowl, mm-hmm. college football bowl. Uh, yeah. It's gonna have the first ever edible mascot. <laughs> yeah, that's right. When the final whistle blows, the winning team will celebrate by taking a bite. Of the giant pastry mascot. <laughs> I, I, I mean, this is a Are thing. Are you high? That, I, I know. I, when I'm reading this out loud. Uh, so my question off of this is what other edible mascot would you love to see or taste? My question is what are they doing? So, uh, yeah. and I That's wondered, a good question. It's yeah. a great question. I wondered, are people running up? 
to bite the mascot, and that 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 was what I I I had to decide. Do you want to? Do I want to go bite a mascot? Right, right. Do because well, I. What if it's a tasty pastry? You might. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But but you've just been I don't know sweating in it, rolling around in it. Like it's more likely to be dirty. I think right. the, the mascots, the mascot, the, the, the food yeah, mascot, the thing that you're eating. Because <laughs> I think that's the the point of this question. I would want it. I wouldn't want to eat you know crappy parts. I don't think I want to eat a, a pop tart. But anyway, okay. I want things that are wrapped. Yeah. Okay. And and so I I know that they're clean. Okay. I, so I want a Ferrero Rocher. <laughs> okay. And oh, it's wrapped like the. So you have to unwrap the packaging. It. Yeah. Interesting. And it's a great mascot. I, th- I think it's a perfect time for a mascot. Christmas time. Yeah. No, you're yeah, right. It's tasty there. too. The, the rest of it will be a large Ferrero Rocher, and then he comes. Well, then he the- or she comes with little balls on it. Uh, yeah, and so I like, I like balls. the idea of the team, the winning team, coming over and basically stripping down this candy. I, that sounds. I, I don't erotic. like that. You well, know? exactly. <laughs> Just ripping the wrapping up this. Yeah, no, no. He the 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 mascot. I think retains shape. Yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah. Well, the pop tart. The, the pop tart's a weird thing. That's yeah, well, yeah, right. the pop tart. My my best guess on this pop tart is, of course, it's a it's the material of a mascot. But then there's going to be a part at the top. Yes. That's legit pastry. Okay. Legit pastry. And hey, come on over and you know bite the corner of my head. Yeah. That's what I, I, yeah, that's I never. What I, that's what I think's gonna happen. Yeah, it never occurred to me that yes, this mascot's gonna be working but the entire I hope game. It's the Pop Tart's dick that they're. <laughs> yeah, obviously. <laughs> we all hope that. Uh, JD, what edible mascot would you like to see? Well, I, it's an existing mascot, and I think this is, addresses your problem with it, Tass, because. It does have a hard outer shell, and mm. it's the peanut M and M. I mean, that, that's a no-brainer for yeah, me. Yeah, like, nice. Can you bite deep enough to get some of the peanut? I don't know. Uh, hopefully, let's assume you can. Okay, uh, but that's what I'm going for. That's good. It was either that or the Jolly Green Giant, just for health. Yeah, you're saying the pe- you're saying the peanut M and M, not specifically uh, because I like those better. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So not one of salty, the was sweet. Is that the green one then? I think it's the yellow one. Yellow one. Yellow yeah. one. Yellow. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's absolutely yellow. Who's the sexy one? <laughs> Remember that? I think that's uh is that the peanut I don't know. The peanut butter one? Well they they got rid of the sexy one. Did they, they get rid of the last sexy year? one? Oh, oh such yeah. a big deal. Oh but, god. <laughs> the boots can't, were I too can't much. crush on an M and M anymore. Not in America. Hey, you wanna run for president? Say you're gonna bring back the sexy M and M mascot. Right. Is that the one with the high heels? Yeah. yeah the, high, the boots. Was that the brown maybe it was a brown one? I did that? She had eyelashes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. She was um, hot. My answer to this is um <laughs> Do you remember when SB Nation's Ryan Nani uh, launched and completed a successful Twitter campaign to be the Bloomin' Onion mascot in the uh, oh. Outback Bowl. It's coming back <laughs> okay. Back in 2017. Yeah. And you had Ryan on... Uh, Ryan Nutty, yeah, I think so. On Is This, on good? Is this good? Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is what he did. I remember like this was a hilarious thing. Like, he wanted to be the Bloomin' Onion. And, he, and they, they got him out there, and he eventually was the mascot. Wow. So it looks like, I mean, I like a Bloomin' Onion. Sure. I don't have him a lot. And it's like a it's a good one in theory that like I could rip off a part of right. it, right? Yeah, yeah. And chomp away right. on that onion. Yeah. 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 So you don't have to actually, you know, put your mouth on the body sort of thing. You rip off. I the could just part. go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How uh, often do you find yourself in an outback steakhouse? Isn't that me? where they're from? Yeah. Yeah. N- never. Oh, okay. 
But you're ordering I've had, that. You know where I've had there. one? I've definitely had one at like I want to say like a Canada's Wonderland or something oh, like that. Okay. Yeah, I think they're in many places. Yeah, so I thought, thought it was the old Blooming Onion. Yeah, but I don't know. It is. Let's say it's Brian Naughty. I'm having flashbacks. I'm trying to see him run out. <laughs> is it hot? I don't want to eat it's, a cold onion. Uh, well, no. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's first off, <laughs> it's not hot or cold. It's just made of. Material yeah. felt, foam. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> foam, yeah. yeah. It would be fun to peel. But it would have to be real, yeah. Like, yeah, you're right. It would be cold. I could eat a cold onion ring. Yeah. I don't a mind. Cold it. onion sure. ring, yeah. If it's done well, yeah. similar. If it's still crispy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Crispy. Crispy that's, is the key. And that's honestly where I do not like a blooming onion. Hmm. I don't like when you get to the nub, to the base of right. it. <laughs> it's not. It's not crispy. Yeah. You know. It's yeah. Softy for sure. Yeah. <laughs> It's hard to get in there with the oil. <laughs> That's right. Uh, final one here. Spotify wrapped. The yearly event that allows users to see and share breakdowns of their listening activity. It's arrived. Too early for our liking, but it's here. <laughs> and we thank everybody that's been sharing uh, their lists with no dunks in their top five. Um, but I want to know, simple enough, hmm. Tass, JD, what is your number one song on your Spotify wrapped and or your number one podcast? You can give us both. Give us one. What do you got? I truly hope this is the last year where, because of my parenthood, all I'm seeing is kid songs. My number one artist is Perry Grip, <laughs> if you're familiar. Nope. And nope, the song is Riding on a Llama. <laughs> Sounds cool. Riding yeah. on a Llama, wishing about, no, thinking about my mama. Got a million things to do, but I just don't wanna. Shouldn't have worn a sweater. Anyways, it's such a, such <laughs> a song. Sounds like Slim Dusty. Oh, gosh. Get out of here, Perry Grip. So wow. that's uh, number one. That's number one. Wow. Get out of here, Perry. I truly hope. I'm going to record this and come back to it and just hear myself say, this better be the last year I'm hearing kids freaking Well, that's up song. to you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. JD's you? on the record saying, get rid of all this oh, yeah. kids music. Oh. Get real music. Exactly. So, get a grip. Uh, or, or at least get them their own profiles. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but I played in the car and shit. Yeah, how, like, how do you drive around like that? I, I don't I, understand. I, I'm an insane person. <laughs> no, you're a good dad. That's what it no, is. No, no, no. I don't want to listen I mean, to that this. That sounded Shoot. like a jam, if I'm being honest. Yeah, so, Perry yeah. does some good things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. Okay, no, nobody year. wants it. Okay. Um, JD, what about you? Number one song, number uh, one podcast. Number one song uh, is um, is Guilty by Barbara Streisand and Mary <laughs> Gibbs. So I'm not much better. <laughs> I've... I love that song. I put it on pretty much every time I go to pick up my kids from somewhere. It's just a great song. Okay. So check it out. And number one uh, podcast is Bad Friends. Bobby Lee, Andrew Oh, nice. Good one. Yeah. Good one. Um, My top artists were Jungle Drake and the Black Pumas. So I was happy about that. Yeah. Uh, It feels like Drake's on everybody's top five. Uh, But my top podcast was The Press Box. Hosted by Brian Curtis and David Shoemaker. It's at The mm. Ringer. Oh, yeah. um, you know, it's the biggest media stories. Anywhere from you know sports to politics, though. A little bit of everything in between. Uh, I think it's great. I love it. I also think Brian Curtis is the, the, the best interviewer in the podcast game. Wow. When he has people on. Um, and, and to interview them. I think he's I think he's incredible. He's like so no nonsense. He's just like good at asking a question, you know, and getting the hell out of the way and getting a good response. So, I've never uh, listened to it. The I press box. I, check it out. Check Big it out. fan of uh, Curtis and Shoemaker there. Sweet. So there it is. Spotify wrapped. That's rapid fire wrapped. That's a drop wrapped. And uh, we appreciate you guys joining us. As always, if you joined us live, hit that like button. That is not asking a lot. Just smash it. 
And then make sure you subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube. Podcast listeners, leave your boys a five-star rating and review. Our guy, Trey Kirby, is back here in the Classic Factory. We'll have the whole gang back together. And, well, that will mean, because we're into December, maybe next week or the week after, I'm sure we'll do a five-star Friday fun. Oh, yeah. So get your reviews in if you are a podcast listener. You might hear your uh, review and your name on this very pod. Mm-hmm. What do you got lined up this weekend? Anything in note? No, just, just, just listen to good music. It's <laughs> just a goal. It's a goal every day I wake up and say I'm not going to listen to this kid stuff. Does it come on your, like, um, automatically when you get in the car? Like, does it pick up where you no. left off? No, oh, where you left you gotta, off. Yeah, yeah where yeah. you left off. So you're probably, so it just starts back up every time you get in there. Well, no, I listen to podcasts. Like, when you drive in without the kids, you're listening to something else. Exactly. You're not sitting there listening to a llama. Exactly. Okay. If I'm walking in my mailbox... Uh, I ain't listening to a kid's song. How far away is your mailbox? A good 30 seconds. Wow. He's, he's actually pretty lucky in comparison to some of your other neighbors. Yeah. I get a good pod in there. <laughs> Fire uh, up the press box. Listen to adult pods. There I will. Yeah, I will. yeah for sure. Uh, all right, guys. Thanks so much again. Uh, we'll be back on Monday, like I said. We might have a happy hour playback later today. I might jump on there. So make sure you join our playback room. That uh, link is in the show notes. And Tass did say, like, next week... It's in-season tournament time. It's quarterfinals on Monday. It's the semifinals later in the week, so we might be doing some watch parties for some of that. So Absolutely. Yeah, get in our uh, playback room. Okay, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us, and remember, telling us all, no games on Sunday in the National Basketball Association because of the tournament coming up. This, this Sunday? Sunday? Yeah, yeah. Don't expect your team to be playing on Sunday. This is the old sandwich. No games on Sunday. QF, quarterfinals Monday, quarterfinals Tuesday. Other games Wednesday, semifinals Thursday, other games Friday, <laughs> finals. And then this on Saturday, and then a, the end of the sandwich, Sunday. No games. So There's just no games each of the next two Sundays. We're going to have some interesting um, winners and losers of the weekend. Yeah. Uh, we'll have to be uh, you know really locked in tonight. Got to tap in And, tonight. of course, on Saturday. Okay, great. Thank you for that little tip there. Uh, Embrace the weekend, people.